Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Spotify. I really wasn't sure about this at the start, but then a friend of mine said something that just started making all kinds of sense. She said, think about the Schwedcast more as a conversation. I like that. But I'm already finding out on my own that it's wiping out the walls between you and me. And I really like that. It allows us into each other's worlds, or in my case, my recording studio. When I think about the podcasts I'm going to make from now on, I want to make cool podcasts, slick podcasts, neat podcasts. But most of the podcasts I'm going to make are going to be raw, like this podcast. It's just who I am. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say, let the conversation begin. It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. What is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? Welcome to this episode of the Shwegcast. We are finally here. We are finally getting to the moment that you are here to listen to the Shwegcast for. Um, thank you so much for being here right now. It's a great privilege to have you. Uh, if you are new to the show, feel free to just leave a like and a review on wherever you listening to podcasts on. And, you know, where you listen to podcasts on is very important. We just found out that the show is now on Spotify, so you can now listen to the show on Spotify, which is freaking awesome, knowing that I've been trying to get on Spotify for months. They've been a little picky for a while. And then, you know, our boy Shway Media, Tim, decides to be like, Oh, yeah, I submitted that, and I got you on there. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess it's better you do it than I do it, but I guess we're on Spotify. doesn't matter how we did it, but we did it all together, you and me together today, getting on the show today. And on the show today, actually, we have the Dirt Road Degenerates, my friend Aaron Shilb, where we went to our freshman year at UCM together and uh, been keeping in touch ever since. And we also have his buddy Chris, Delise, I think is how you say it, but I'm going to let myself say it wrong if I am or right if I am and just be cocky about it because being cocky is the only thing you can do in Trump's America in 2019. But dudes... Can we just talk about it? This is Tuesday, the 23rd, when I am recording this right now, and I am seeing Avengers Endgame on Thursday, so the show will come out, and I still haven't seen Endgame, and then if you're listening to it like a day or two late, I will have seen Endgame, and I am so excited. I saw Infinity War opening night at a friend who's just like, hey, I have an extra ticket, and I was going to go see it like that weekend, and I was just like, you know, I want to see it and i think this is the best opportunity and i'll just be tired tomorrow and do it i went and saw it and you know it's like i usually expect like you know the regular superhero movie team and it was like it's such a big thing and it's just like oh man that was so cool how are they gonna top this next and it didn't end that way it ended with half the universe dying and i was like well now i gotta see how this is resolved and now I've waited an entire year, and then we are finally at that moment in our lives where we get to see the resolution to the last movie, so, which is freaking awesome. I'm super excited to see it, and just to make sure the directors are putting this out, and I don't know why I'm like telling any of you what to do with this, but don't spoil it for other people. You know, the only show that's worth spoiling or anything is Stranger Things. That's the only show that you should be able to spoil for other people. But, you know, Avengers... 
don't spoil it. Obviously, the directors don't want you to spoil it. Just just be a good person. Don't don't be an asshole. That's I guess that's like the memo of the Schwedcast. Just just don't be an asshole to each other. But yeah, I'm super excited. Anyways, another topic I want to talk about. I I as in Sam Schwegler of the Sam Schwegler Project released a new song called Ocean. Let's take a listen to that right now while you're here. And I always thought song ocean and it is um a very vulnerable song for me and I, I was just really happy to release it i feel like it's like the first good step into like the rest of the music i will be releasing this upcoming year and i'm super excited i hope you guys like this song um i've heard some really nice things which is really nice hearing other people tell me how much they like this song but it, it has meant the world to me that people have enjoyed listening to ocean and I've been getting something out of it. And I hope you guys like it too. Um, always feel free to message me and just tell me how you think about it. And I will be feel free to tell you a thank you at least. Or a, you know, why are you booing me? I'm right. So that's that's just who I am. 
But anyways, let's get to the sponsors of this show today. This episode is proudly sponsored by DistroKid. DistroKid gets your music out to multiple online retailers and saves you the hassle. This is great for artists who write original music and also for those who want to upload a cover as well. They will also get you that license for that cover you need, and they're going to save you the hassle of giving that cover license. DistroKid is actually what I use for my music. I just released Ocean through DistroKid. They got it out to all my multiple online retailers. Super easy, super convenient. All I had to do was upload it, upload the artwork, fill out the information, and it's good to go. Once you press submit, it's going out to everyone you want to, and by release day, it's going to hit the stores perfectly in the best way you possibly can know how. And so I absolutely love DistroKid, and DistroKid was also cool enough to give you a 7% discount when you sign up so you can get yourself on out to the world and save yourself a little money. All you have to do is go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash swagcast and just go there directly. The link will also be in the description for this show, and that way it'll be super convenient for you when you go back later and sign up for DistroKid to get your music out to the world for all you musicians listening to this show today and all of you who decided that you want to be a better person. But if you really want to be a better person, this episode's also sponsored by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It is 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with microtransactions, which is a steal in today's market of free downloadable apps, but... Oh, all the good features you have to pay for, like EA. Oh, you have to pay $60 if you want to play with Darth Vader. Not with Honey. With Honey, you get everything free with no microtransactions at all. I absolutely love it. I have been using Honey since before they sponsored the show, before really they sponsored any podcast or radio show or YouTube video or anything like that. Honey has been amazing and has been a valuable resource to me on my web browser on Chrome along with my ad blocker. So feel free to go ahead and download Honey today. Use the link in the description of this episode to help support the show for free and even save some money in the meantime. So I've been talking long enough. Let's get to our show with Dirt Road Degenerates. And if this is truly a conversation... And I say let the conversation begin. Anyways, yeah, air mattresses. There's like this, I don't know how to sleep comfortable on air mattress because I think, you think, I always think you want a little bit of dip in it. No, you don't. That's the big thing. Oh, oh, this could be okay. This could be okay. Uh, Nope. Nope. Is it not okay? Every every air mattress I've ever owned has like a small hole in it. With a slow like leak. With like a very slow leak. With like the tires on my van. It's like there's a very slow leak. (laughs) Dude, no. I, so, because you know the streets are horrible here. Oh my so, god! Um, I replaced it was. It's like always my back passenger side tire. That's always like it always goes flat. So <laughs> I have like one of those slow leak problems where like once we get that to fill it up, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna finally get this fixed. And so I got it fixed. I got a new tire on it, 
And then all of a sudden, like a month later, it starts going down again. You're like, oh, God. I'm like, damn it. And so (laughs) I have to start filling it up again, like back and forth. And then it just, now it just stays full. (laughs) Magic happened. And I'm not questioning it, but no, there's other problems like the engine shakes and there's like (laughs) probably a coolant leak and... I did the Kelly Blue nice. Book value of my car today, and it was a little depressing. I was like, it's not that old. And then what car Kelly, do you drive? I have a 2010 Ford Focus. And okay. I was, yeah, so I was like, it's not that old. And then Kelly Blue Book was like, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I drive a is. Dodge Caravan from 2005. <laughs> All right. It still has a tape player in it. Yeah. Nice. Here's, here's my music setup in there. So since I have a tape player... And a CD player, but it doesn't have an aux cord. Mm-hmm. I have like the tape aux cord, which is actually super nice. Like, remember, even like when you were like we were in high school. Yeah, I'm assuming we were all in high school around the same age. We were, uh, I remember we were we in college were, at the same time. We were in college. Chris You're, is a yeah. little. I'm, I'm about five years ahead of you guys. Few, okay, few so years I mean, that's, we're still millennials. So you know when you have like an when you're in high school, you had an old car and it had a tape player. Most of us had a tape player in our yep. car when we were in, yep. mine. Was one of those that only had a tape player, and then they replaced Ooh, it with a nice. really crappy CD player <laughs> and like a radio thing, so I had to have an FM transmitter. Did you have the tape adapter? No, because there was only the CD player. Oh, only the CD what player. What happened was my mom, because I was, I've, I've had only hand me down cars, because I'm not like, I'm not a car guy. My dick is a normal size, so I'm not too worried <laughs> about what car I drive. It's like, it's true though. It's like, if you have a normal size dick, you're not too worried about what you're driving. <laughs> um, I don't have to flex with my uh, supercharged big old truck with the you know, with the like spinning rims and the yeah. LED lights. For real, down. though, I say if you're in the city and you're driving a truck and you don't work construction, <laughs> your dick is tiny. Like, there's no <laughs> other excuse. I think I think the same would go for a whole lot of these other cars around here. But if you're driving a little shit car, it's totally mm-hmm. okay. They're like that person is comfortable in who they are. That person has a very big dick. <laughs> 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 That's all I think of. Because like I just think of like. I only think of nice cars as like just you're flaunting your wealth because mm-hmm. there's like a practical car, car you like practical cars, and then there's like nice cars, and nice cars are for flaunting your wealth. Yep, because if you're driving like a 20 year old SUV and you're like, oh, they probably have mm-hmm. some stuff to carry around. Yeah, and then like you know your construction workers who drive too slow yeah. in one state. But if you're driving a brand new Corvette, yeah, you're like. What do you have going on? So my, my theory is you jump in front of those cars so they hit you <laughs> and you get that Take money. Take them down a notch? Because that's what I think. I'm just like, a nice cars are just for flaunting your wealth. Nice cars. Mm-hmm. If it's not practical, it's like flaunting your wealth. What kind of fancy car do you want? I would love just like a Jeep. 2008 Dodge Grand Caravan? <laughs> just <to laughs> like upgrade it, 2008. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't mind like a nice Jeep, you know? Like a really cool Jeep. Something practical for but all like, the But the thing off-roading. is, I, I live in the city, so it's like I don't want a stick shift. One, because I can't drive stick. I can like learn pretty easily. I'm like that's not something I'm too worried yeah. about. I can learn stick. But now, if you're in like heavy traffic, you don't, you don't want to drive stick. No. I know, <laughs> I know enough about how to drive stick that you're like... <laughs> oh my God, we were talking about that on our drive over here. Is the traffic in Nashville just got exponentially worse no, in the just, last like, two weeks? No, it's just out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, Literally, I've been like, I drive places and it takes me a little bit Chris lived here in the early 2000s when he was in school, and yeah. you could go places and not have to think about the commute. Yeah. It was really nice. It's like, I don't mind, like, you know, back roads and stuff like that. It's like the interstates, y'all <clears throat> need to, like, drive normal. I took a back road home a couple of days ago after a gig because it was faster than taking the interstate because mm. 
all four lanes were funneled into one construction. I don't know what happened out of nowhere. Just I think maybe spring. I don't think it's spring break because like you go into like the business business parks, you know, like Mm -hmm. like places that are just like normal people who live here go to jobs, and like those have gotten super busy. Our the road that we live on, which is not a busy road, Mm -hmm. took us like ten minutes to get down it today just because there was a traffic line. Oh yeah, it's like I hate I hate. I hate sitting in traffic where it's like people are just not moving. Yep. Mm. It's like and, you can put your car in park and turn off the engine. You're like, I'm going to go the same speed. Yeah. Zero. Like if you're walking faster than everyone's driving. <laughs> the guy on the uh, like bicycle, he just chimes his bell. Ding, ding. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what? Um. Anyways, oh, yeah, we got to go back to my van. So now I have an iPhone with no headphone jack. Oh, God, yeah, I I upgraded to that. Yeah, so I have a tape player, like, seat, like, aux deck Mm -hmm. thing hooked to a Bluetooth adapter. Nice. (laughs) And so it's just, like, it's so ironic in, I mean, it works, so it's, like, I can't complain, but it was, like, a $10 adapter, too. Chris has one of those uh, FM Bluetooth adapters in his car. Yeah. Is that that nice? It works really well. Because my FM... When my old car, my mm. FM transmitter was terrible. Like mm. it was like it could never get that loud and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I don't have any problems with that. It works really well. Do you have like an actual nice one? No, I just got a cheap one. Off okay, Amazon. so maybe my car, <laughs> not my old car, just sucked. <laughs> Could be. It I was think, like a ninety. I don't think any of it. <laughs> it was from the nineties, so I've never <laughs> had a nice car. I I got a rental car over Christmas to see my parents. I'm like, man, this thing is so nice. They're like, it smells new. It uh-huh. drives nice. When I hit the brake, I. Not unsure if it's actually gonna stop. And I got like this super tiny car too. And so like well you go from a van to a car and you're just like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Next time I get a car, I want to get a car that I don't have to sit down into where my knees ride higher than my butt. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to just sit into the car. I don't want to have to climb down. Mm. You could do what like a morbidly obese people who drive normal like small cars do, have a seat all the way back, and they're just like <laughs> What's up? Hello. They gotta get that grunty voice going on because that's just. Right. Do you know it's like it. fat people? Like you could tell they're fat. Like if you just listen to their voice over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that too, and I'm like, y'all need. <sighs> <laughs> well, what have you been up to lately, Sam? Keeping dude, uh, dude, keeping yeah. up with the uh, studio work and yeah, the podcast and everything. It's it's changed in here since you. What's new in here from what you remember? With us, God. Well, I know Chris has never been in here, mm-hmm. so. Um, let's see. I was on the podcast. You're 25. Yeah, I'm 25. Because f- now it's we're episode 51, so we just see so your every quarter. I guess you got to come on the show. Yeah, I can do that. Come <laughs> to give you a quick update. Well, since the last time I was on here, we started a band. I was still yeah. solo artist last time. Yeah. Um, we started a band called Dirt Road Degenerates. Mm-hmm. And a band is a loose term. It's a duo. It's just the two of us when we, we have the band back us up. Well, most bands are like never, there's never like a four-piece band anymore. I know. Like, that was one of the things I had to hurdle when we started the band was I wanted it to be like core group, four-person yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And then Chris was like, man, think about it. That's going to change the dynamic of what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to keep it a duo. It's it's hard to find that many people yeah, that you trust Yeah, and then like with. people quit. People Band members leave all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. That's why I went like started doing solo stuff, just because it's like I, don't, I like you get a band live, but like and then you're you write the stuff solo, like mm-hmm. that made sense to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, like it's hard keeping up band members, and then you're like, oh, it's hard. 
especially in this town where band members can be so expendable. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have like a 10 out of 10 who's like an awful human, mm-hmm. but an 8 out of 10 who's like really cool. And then you're like, you're oh, like, I want the 10 out of 10, but like the 8 out of 10 would like actually be a better person. I just want to have a beer with the other guy. Yeah. Because I know yeah. the 10 out of 10 is going to take his check and leave. Yeah, like that guy's awful to be around. <laughs> so like, I remember I had to talk to a friend once or something like that. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about like, you know, it's like just because like you're an amazing musician doesn't mean like you you want to hire them. Right. So sometimes you want like that six out of ten guitar <laughs> player just because they're cool to hang out with and like they still show up on time and that's why chris has me yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it is so yeah you just play anything new in here you've noticed i upgrade the studio all the time i think i got the desk is new yeah it, it looks bigger i think yeah you know not making up for anything but <laughs> no spinning rims or leds no, on no it overcompensating <laughs> now i need a place i could like actually like put audio stuff on and then like put a notebook down on because you know like most studio desks have yep. like no room yep no, yeah that's my how my goal. desk is at home there's no room on it because it's just covered in all of my other shit yeah it's yeah it's like this one's pretty covered but it's like you could there's still some space yeah but we started the band last year our first mm-hmm. show was june 7th oh, um nice. we did a, a show for the cma festival <clears throat> And we had three shows that day, so we went from like a six o'clock to an eight o'clock to a ten o'clock show, all back wild, to back to back. It was a wild time. Yeah, can we talk a, about CMA Fest a for a day. second? Yeah. <laughs> God, that's like a headache. You know, like you know when you just hear too many loud noises and you just get a yep. headache. That's what CMS Fe- CMA Fest is to me. Oh God, it just the city of Nashville becomes a different place during CMA Fest. Mm-hmm. It becomes this hub of amazing talent and just a bunch of shitheads all smashed together. It's like the music at CMA Fest. I'm like, I can't complain about it. Like, it's actually pretty good. It's good. A lot of good stuff going on. Even like, I'm not a huge country guy, mm-hmm. but like, it's still a lot of good talent going on. And then like the the people who go to CMA Fest though is like the people I don't. The like. people I don't want to hang out with. Yeah, I already don't love going downtown. And then Dude, there's oh just oh my god, hundred thousand extra people downtown that I don't want to see. Yeah, yeah. But the nice thing about me downtown, I don't know anyone who works downtown anymore. Like I'll have like one or two friends. You guys don't play downtown ever, really, um, or sometimes very, very rarely. Yeah. So it doesn't seem. It's not like because it's just cover band. So it's not yeah. like no record. People are like, oh, maybe we'll meet someone famous. I'm like, no, no one famous goes down. There. We 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 still hear it all the time. It's like I'm gonna get discovered, and I'm like singing Margaritaville. <laughs> It's like, more power to you if you do, but if Jimmy Buffett discovers you, I want to hear about that, but yeah. I don't think he's just coming to recreate at Margaritaville. Yeah. yeah he's dude, not just coming to hang out. They had this one, one time I was there, and they had like this really good Latin group mm-hmm. play there. It was like in their front stage, not the back one. Yeah. When I had friends in town. I only go down there when I have friends in town. And God, my. Because they want to go do Broadway. I'm in town next weekend, and I am not looking. I don't have the energy to do Broadway anymore. Mm. And they, they're saying I'm like a. Uh, some nice hotel off Fifth Avenue, I think. What's the one off, like, I think it's Church or Commerce Street? Like, no, the hotel. Oh, the... It's the one with, like, the little bridge over top of oh, it. Oh, the Renaissance. Yeah, the mm. Renaissance. They're saying there, so it's like, yeah, you're going to be able to walk to everything. Like, smart move on you, but now yep. you're... Now yep. I'm going to... We played at the Renaissance one we time. Did. We Dude, did, hotel. Yeah, yeah hotel gig. swanky, swanky hotel bar that was yeah, too bar. classy for our loud rock and roll country music. Yeah. I love, um, I, I once played at like, I didn't know what the gig was. It said coffee house, but it was inside a church. 
and I just started playing Drake covers. <laughs> so you know, it was just like out. You're like, I'll, I'll set the bar for what's acceptable at this game. I've kind of like done it. Like when you do solo shows now, I kind of accepted that um, I don't know what audience is going to be. So like I'll figure out like a cover song that'll fit everyone. Like if it's like a bunch of old people, I'll be like, I want to figure out a Fleetwood Mac song. That'll be good. Touch the water. Like a touch of kids, maybe some like new age hip hop, like Post Malone, be hip and yeet <laughs> with the kids. And uh, then whatever else I want to do. So you got to like figure it out. You got to test the waters. Me and Chris playing our gigs. Well, we got between June and December of last year, we did over a hundred shows mm-hmm. as the band. Oh, nice. Yeah, we played over 100 shows as the band. We were busy. Say what? We were busy. Yeah. Yeah, God, painfully busy. There were months where we were doing 30, 35 shows. Yeah. So it was like four a day or three a day. Four a day? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. I I hate doing more than one, like, a day. (laughs) I just like, I like to do one quality a day. Yeah, so that's what we, well, like, we just took that shotgun method of gigging. It's like, we're going to be everywhere Mm -hmm. all the time because... Mm -hmm. It's like, there's so many people in this town, it's hard to make mm-hmm. an impression. So, if not for our songs, at least we think are good, we're just mm-hmm. going to literally be in everyone's face all the time so they have to remember who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. We're just going to annoy everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, let's be louder than everyone on stage. Yep. I just like play, what's going on in the Renaissance? <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Yep, so playing, when we play coffee shops, we do our loud rock and roll stuff and you just see the baristas behind the counter, and you're like, they're not enjoying this. And then they're yeah. like, they press the grinder <laughs> button on the coffee. <laughs> Have you ever done a gig like that? They um, at a coffee shop, and then they hit the grinder. <laughs> you're playing you're like, music. You're like, thanks. That, I mean, that like they a- have to do it, but like you never like think about like. Um, Can you wait until I finish this one song, please? No, I mean like. I don't know. It's like their job, but like at the same time, like we didn't think this through when we set up this gig that uh, we'll do in a coffee shop. Let's go put a venue right in the middle of a construction zone so we can start getting. There we go. We kind of had that one time. No, the bet. My favorite. My favorite gigs to play is when you're like there's a bar and the whole crowd is at the bar and they're all facing the other way. Opposite direction. That's that's like your key. That's like my favorite. In in, in the hundreds of shows we played last year, I would have actually rather had that whole crowd not yeah. listening because at least there were people in the room. Yeah, there were a number of shows we played. There just wasn't anybody there. So we, it, also, we also played a show with a concrete saw running outside the entire oh. time. It was like 9.30 at night also. You play, yeah. with the, play for the other bands, you know? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so... We we've just done so much What's going between on the other band? The formation of the band and where we're at now. We put out a couple of singles. We put mm-hmm. out our first single, Talking Country, mm-hmm. um, in January this year, 2019, and that charted at number 91 on the iTunes Top 100 Rock Songs. Nice. Feels right. like that was forever ago. It does feel like a <clears throat> lifetime ago. Yeah. We were bookmarked by Leonard Skinner and Metallica, so stiff competition on yeah. the rock charts. That was, that was a good day. Washed up bands versus you. Washed yes. up bands versus <laughs> us. Yeah, Sorry. and then we put out uh, half of our namesake, uh, Rock and Roll Degenerate, about a week ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a that's a super special song for me because mm-hmm. I am a deaf songwriter. Yeah, for years now, like. I think I've lost probably 90% of my hearing at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's the story of how I started losing my hearing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the pinnacle of the song is when I tell a doctor, I already know sign language, and then I give the crowd the finger. 
Mm-hmm. It is the most controversial thing we do, and it yeah. is my favorite part of the show every mm-hmm. time. People love it. People well, love it. People love that song. It's crazy, we, man. You ever we, try DMT? <laughs> <laughs> we did a show once where the audience all did it back, and it was like, oh my god, we created a special moment for them. That's right. Uh, That's punk rock right there. Yeah, so it's, we it's did something. that. We uh, we got another single coming out in April mm-hmm. on the 21st. Um, Chris's song called Dirt Road Drag. Dirt Road Drag, yeah. yeah. Dirt Road Drag and Rock and Roll Degenerate are the two namesake songs we yeah. took our name mm-hmm. from. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> a couple of special songs for us to release, for sure. Okay. Yeah, so we're putting that one out at the end of April. That date also coincides with the one-year anniversary of the show Chris and I run called Nashville Tour Stop. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Nashville Tour Stop started unofficially in March of 2018, but we've had our first formal show on April 21st, 2018. Yeah. You were uh, one day off. I know. Look at us now. We, uh, From we're, we're sponsored by Pabst Blue Ribbon. So, Damn. Yep. We 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 got my favorite beer on sport. On, how do you, how do you guys get the how do you get how do you get in contact with Paps? I've been one of them to sponsor the show. I, act, <laughs> I actually just sent a cold call email. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, I just sent a cold call email. We sent a cold call email and they sent somebody out to secret shop us. Okay. Yeah. So, so they didn't tell us. I want to get them were... to secret shop to show you. We wanted to interview. <laughs> Right. Yeah, they sent someone to watch ribbon. without telling us and then sent us an email a week later. Hey, we were at the show. We loved it. We want to sponsor. And it's like, you didn't tell us you were coming. Yeah. yeah Fortunately, it, yeah. it just happened to be a happy accident that we had one of our biggest crowds ever that night. That's, yeah, yeah. You got, it was awesome. That was that lucky. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we got lucky. We have much mm-hmm. more consistently large crowds now after mm-hmm. that. That's been a couple months since then. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, tour stop is something we push really hard right now is because mm-hmm. it's a six hour show every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we have writers and bands and artists come play. Sometimes they're in rounds. Sometimes they do like half hour features or hour features. Um, we, we did let, some theme nights. Yes. We theme do night we've stuff. got coming up in April is duos. So we okay. have only power duos coming to play. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. a fun one. We've had, or for our one-year anniversary, we're doing what's called Jan's Jams. Um, our very first official show was with Jan Buckingham, the woman who introduced Chris and I. Yep. So mm. we're having her back for our one year and having all of her friends and co-writers come play. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so we're celebrating the night of Jan because she's yeah. she's kind of at the core of everything it's gonna be that like we do. Tan all over, Jan all over. Let's <laughs> make that theme of the night. <laughs> tan all over, Jan all over. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's very much at the core of everything that we do because she introduced the two of us. Um, she and I uh, had co-written a song which uh, got cut and ended up going number one over in Ireland and the UK. Oh, and nice! That was kind of what <clears throat> made it possible for me to get back to Nashville. Um, she saw us at Nashville tour stop when we first started it and was telling us we need to be a duo and. Um, the whole concept of national tour stop sort of came out of her, mm-hmm. like introducing the two of us and us starting to work together. So she's she's kind of the the core seed yeah. of everything that we do. So we, we sort of felt like she our was one our year. first performer. She's the one who told us to be a duo, and yeah. it's just really special being able to celebrate her because she really did a lot to take care of us when we had nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she helped us get a lot of starts. So that the their first year anniversary for the show, uh, I can't I can't think of a more fitting way to do it than to yeah. celebrate Jan. Yeah. So 
But I still think you should do the tan all over. Tan all over. Jam you can take that over. idea. Just say it's yours. I'll I'll say that all night, and no one will have any idea what's going on. If you don't get that joke. I don't. I don't want to be your. Unrelated friend. to the band and related to that, mm-hmm. last year my personal achievement was I won the 2018 Nashville The Office Trivia Championship. Well, I won up you. I won a Black History Month trivia contest. <laughs> so let's. <laughs> Which one's better? <laughs> oh God! One of them comes with. Nope, neither of them come with glory, nor fortune, nor fame. I just like how a white guy won that contest. <laughs> That's just still my favorite thing. Just like, just this white male won a contest when yeah, white when, males cause all the problems. When I, when I was waiting in line, this girl came up to me, and I was asking her, like, what's your team name going to be? And she said something. I was like, oh, what, what, what's that for? And she goes, it's a reference to the show. And I was like, no, it's not. What was the team name? I don't even remember now because oh. it wasn't a reference to the show. And she goes, I'm going to destroy you. And I just looked at her and said, Okay. So, when I won in triple overtime against 400 other competitors, I just gave her the finger guns from the stage, and I was like, gotcha. I would go on with Baltimore. I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Where was it at? What was the... It was at the soda parlor over in okay. East Nashville. So, the yeah. Olin Rogers place. Yeah, it was a but proud moment for me. I would, I would have been like, our team name is Voldemort. There, that was the very first team name. Okay, it got to the point where they were like Voldemort three, Voldemort four, because everyone wanted. Really? Their, oh, okay. My team name was Team USA. That makes sense. Thank you, Andy. Uh, I like uh, the. I wish. I don't know. Would they? Would they have accepted the fucking Lizard King? Probably. Okay. Probably. I would have gone with that one. Some, someone's <laughs> team name was the Rocky of- Mountain Oysters. <laughs> Bull testicles. Bull testicles. Have you ever eaten those, Chris? Yes. Bull testicles? There's yes. not many things Chris uh, <clears throat> has not tried. Yeah. Chris is a foodie, big time. Yeah, they're very good. They're kind of like fried I want to be a foodie, but I think I have like some psychological food issues that I need to see a psychiatrist about. But yeah, what are testicles? What do testicles taste like, Chris? That's the title <laughs> of this. That's the title <laughs> The title of this show. What are what what testicles taste like? Well, specifically bull testicles taste <laughs> like uh, taste like a fried pork tenderloin. Okay, so yeah, I can Seasoned see that. And deep fried anything yeah. will taste good. Yeah, yeah, they're good. True. I guess if you cook it right. It yeah, was, I mean it's the same. I mean it's still a cow. So. It's all the it's all cow. I mean, like yeah. I mean, I figure out like you know when you get a steak, it's like it can be any part of the cow. I'd probably eat it. I'm still gonna eat it. Yeah, I'm still gonna so. eat it. But I still like that idea. I was like, so what do balls taste like? <laughs> Smother anything in ketchup and ranch and it's going to... I mean, come on, let's be real. The chicken tenders on my plate are just... I, I call them ketchup shovels. I'm not a big sauce guy. Really? Yeah. You're, I mean, you're more of a dry rub kind of dude? Like, the, like, you know, I like chicken strips a lot, mm-hmm. but like I'll eat them without sauce. Interesting. And like chicken nuggets, if the chicken nuggets are good. If, I need, if it's bad, I'll take... I'm like, I sauce, will squirt please. ketchup directly in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm disgusting. Sriracha is the only thing I've seen you do that with, but but yeah, the ketchup doesn't. I do heard, either. you know, like the smoked Tabasco at Chipotle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I figure out they sell that uh, Kroger here. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, and so like because that's like my favorite, like hot. Do you sauce. put it on everything now? Um, I mean, like which deserves it, yeah. But uh, it's really good on pizza. I put yeah. sriracha on everything. I like sriracha too. I I like spicy food, but I don't like 
the whole spicy where it's like, oh, we're just trying to like burn your like yeah and like the whole destroy your stuff. anus. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> it's like you're gonna suffer right now and again tomorrow morning. A ghost pepper's like if someone's like you want to eat a ghost pepper, it's like nope. oh, so you also want to have a bad time? <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. I got tricked into eating a ghost pepper once when I was drunk at a bar. I'll, the bar shall remain nameless. But I was just sitting there, and I had been drunk for a while, but it was the fun drunk, you know, so I'm talking to everybody. Yeah. And then the bartender, who we're friends with, just came up and he's like, hey, eat this fried stuff. And I was like, all right. And I learned very quickly what it was. And then everyone at the bar got a good laugh. There's like this one potato chip that's like, they only give you like, they oh, mail you one chip. You were showing me that yeah. the other day. Yeah, I showed you a video of that the other day. The guy that gets the, the one tortilla chip that's a... I think it's it's not even a ghost pepper. It's a um, <clears throat> gosh, whatever the whatever. I mean, it's like a novelty is. thing. Oh yeah, like, so they only give it's you terrible. one. Terrible. I, I don't hate myself that much. I'm not that much of a master. There's like a level. Know. Like I feel like sriracha can do it to you if you put too much sriracha on something. Mm-hmm. Like there's a specific amount you need to put a sriracha on. Yeah, a meal. I mix ketchup and sriracha together. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, I dip that my, works. I dip, I dip my McChickens into it. Yeah. Yeah, so when me and Chris get home from Nashville Tour Stop on Monday morning at 2 in the morning, Call, yeah. our McDonald's order is, one, awesome, and two, disgusting. Yeah. There's <clears throat> usually There's eight, no shame at that eight point. to ten yeah. sandwiches for two dudes. Yep. Dude, McDonald's is so And good. fries, and Chris buys two large sweet teas. Yep. And I always get, God, I don't even remember... Leave leave self respect at the door when we walk in the apartment. <laughs> That's for sure. God, I do. <laughs> we've we've gotten to the point where we have to sit in the drive thru after they've handed us the food and be like, Count. "All right, let's check literally everything in here, yeah. so we know that they have not forgotten our food again." Because the orders get so long that they're like, "They won't remember all of this." Yep. I okay. So I learned that. Um, what was I going to say? Um, so yeah, the McDonald's here don't have Powerade, and that's like my post show thing. Like Powerade. Because, like, it's um, basically a Powerade, you know, Gatorade. Uh, my dad's an athlete, so he tells me these things. So it's a, it's electro, a lot of electrolytes in it. So, like, when you sing a lot, like, it gives you energy back, you know? Gotcha. Like, for where, like, water couldn't make up. It'll help make up for it. It works when singing. If you don't do anything, it doesn't really do anything mm-hmm. but add too much sugar to your body. Okay. But, like, you know, when you're hungover, it works. So it's just adding water back to your body. <laughs> I've never been hungover. That's why I'm looking uh, at you, too. Uh, Chris has been drunk a couple of times. One of the times was with me Yeah. shortly after we moved in together. Chris bought, well, it was probably, I think, a liter of tequila. That's whatever the big bottle the was. The biggest was bottle yeah. of 1,800 <clears throat> silver tequila we could get. Yeah. And Chris and I did 24 shots or 22 shots. Yeah. Chris did. I had 12 and decided I felt tired and went to bed. He had 10. and Aaron had 10 and fell asleep with his head crooked in the toilet because there was so much vomit. Right. I can't, ha- I can't do tequila. I was, I was nicely buzzed. Tequi- I'm not even tequila sure if I Tequila is like a drunk. dangerous. Oh, I love day drinking. But what I love, oh, yeah, I've been, I've been day drinking today. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little bit of the edge off Thank and God just for cruise gin. sweetly into the evening. Right. Yep. It's weird then you go to bed. You take yep. a nap, and then you're all of a sudden it's 11 p.m., and you the, should have been in the can, studio. Yep, you're just like, well, the day's over. Let's just wind this shit up. That's right. Bites off. But yeah. Um, I have a day job, which shall remain nameless, but we have this hangover cure drink. Mm-hmm. It's uh, green tea, lemon juice, maple syrup, cayenne pepper, 
ginger juice and activated charcoal so it turns the whole drink black but it is the best hangover cure i've ever had in my entire life it works every time you know if you just drink every day you don't have that problem <laughs> that's You're just the how dog you no- get you right back hangovers are just how you normally feel <laughs> that's what i learned i wake up with a headache and i'm just like oh yeah this is this is it again and then one night you just like don't drink and then all of a sudden you wake up and I'm like man i feel really good today <laughs> What's going on? It's like, I feel really great. But I want to talk about Chris never having a hangover. I want to know what's going on here. It takes an unbelievable amount to get me drunk, and my stomach does not particularly enjoy that, the the stomach acid portion of it, long before I ever get drunk. Okay, that makes sense. actually. <clears throat> honestly, I just, I mean, the, the couple of times that I've had that much to drink, I just don't wake it's up with a hangover. It's too expensive to get <clears throat> Chris drunk. I think the acid, I think that's your body's <clears throat> just saying, hey, bro, you need yeah, to sh- exactly. you need to stop this now. So I think you, you just have one of those lucky bodies. Yeah, well, the one, so. the one time that I was, because I mean, even with tequila shots, I wouldn't necessarily say I was drunk. I would say mm-hmm. I was strong. Strongly buzzed, but I mean, I didn't get sick. I didn't fall asleep. I didn't pass out. I was just like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. I made sure that Aaron was upright and wasn't going to choke, and then I went to bed. But I was. But the one, the one time that I was drunk before that was two bottles of red wine, a screwdriver, and a white Russian. And I mean, it was it was still like not a not a pass out kind of thing. It was just like I got sick to my stomach because of the mixing of dairy. I had six beers the other day and smoked a cigar, and then was. Very, very drunk. Right. I can't do that. I'm I, such yeah, a lightweight. I'm, I'm a lightweight too. I think it's like part of my like I have I take pills every day. So mm-hmm. it's like if you take pills every day, it's like you know, you're gonna have a small limit. And then yeah. you just like own up to it. If you don't have to have a small limit, it's not a big deal. Yep. That's why I learned. That's people are like, Oh, it sucks. I'm such a lightweight. I'm like, that doesn't suck. No, it's cheap it's getting awesome. drunk. It's like you can take one shot and then be drunk. One shot on one hot dog and <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that. Yeah, my my alcohol consumption has come to a point in Nashville. Where I'm like, ah, I'm gonna take a couple of days off because that one was a little, have, that was a little too much for me. Don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could drink all day, every day. What's your go-to? Um, Moscow Mule. Okay. Have you ever okay. had one of those? Yeah. Okay. The Copper Cup. Copper Cup, yeah. It's a good one, dude. Yeah. Um, I've been really into White Russians. But I kind of do like my own version of it. So instead of like the regular cream, yeah. but now using like the Coffee Mate French Vanilla Creamer because mm-hmm. I'm a big vanilla guy. Okay. So I like use that instead of that. But in the you know vodka, coffee liqueur, Kahlua. I'm a big mm. gin and tonic drinker when I'm in in the mood to have liquor. But my go-to now is just beer. Yeah. Just beer 1.0. It's like in the 90s when a guy goes up to a bartender <clears throat> like a 90s rom-com and he's like, "Bartender, I'll have a beer," and the bartender never says. Which, which one? Yeah. It's like, I'll we have, have a we, beer. All right. Here you go. It's like, Back there's not the 12 90, options. There was only one beer in the 90s. Beer. It was just called beer. We played a gig once uh, downtown Nashville, and the host of the show told us, yeah, you can get the house beer for two bucks. And I was like, awesome. So I went up and ordered the house beer, and it literally is a can that says house on it. I was like, ha ha, you got me. <laughs> yeah. You good. got me. Oh, that's so perfect. I would I'll drink that. It was I mean it's two dollars. Like I'd drink that. Yeah. Yep. So I wish it was on tap though, but like yeah. I feel like I feel like, oh the house beer. Like you feel like if you, someone's gonna order the house beer, it's like this is gonna be on tap, right? You'd you'd think so. Yeah. When you broke, you'll drink anything cheap though. Yeah, I'll drink anything. Yeah. Mickey's malt liquor. <laughs> Comes in a giant forty with a plastic screw top lid. <laughs> 
You ever see, um, have you ever been to a liquor store here and seeing like the Crystal Skull vodka? Yes. What? Okay, have you, so you've seen, so it's vodka in a skull. Like no. A, not like a real skull, but like a glass skull yeah. case. Let me pull a picture up real quick. No, um, I've never, I've never seen the, one of those before. I also have busted students with that in their rooms when I really used to when I used to work in higher education and had to pour full bottles of that out. Jeez. Yeah. Oh man, I would have just taken it home with me. Yeah, when me and Chris were on tour in Europe, um, we were co-writing with this woman in London, um, and she, let's just say, was very well off and had this giant. It was probably a foot and a half tall bottle of vodka, and it had a crystal dragon inside of it. I'm like, how much money do you have to have to where mm. your vodka <clears throat> has to have crystal artwork was, inside? That was of probably it. a three liter bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. And so see? this is the the this oh, is a, cool. It's a skull bottle, and like so. For me, I would just like you know go to like Frugal McDougal or something like mm-hmm. that because that's like the cheapest place here, and then just like you know get my fill and then leave. And I'd always see that. I'm like, who, you know, like you like are overcompensating or like trying to be edgy. If you buy something like that, you know, it's like, like who are you trying to impress with yeah, your skull it's like, vodka? Here, it's here. like, if you, if you buy cherry Barnett's or whatever, I'm yeah. going to be happy. It's, it's going to do the same thing as that mm-hmm. is. I like Smirnoff. I like Smirnoff vodka. It's I'll drink it's just like, about any of it. It's like, it tastes good and it's still pretty cheap Vodka's for what your it favorite, is. favorite, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Chris likes a mean, uh, Bloody Mary. Yes, I do. We have several bottles of Bloody Mary mix in our fridge. Nice. Um, So, anyways, I'm going to break both of your minds for a second. So, um, you want to know who the owner of the company who creates uh, Crystal Skull Vodka? Who? Dan fucking Aykroyd. (laughs) Seriously, and they filter it through diamonds. They filter it through diamonds. (laughs) Fucking weird. It's, It's the weirdest thing ever. I saw it. I'm like, I've been seeing that. Every time I go to a liquor store, <laughs> didn't go. know it was by Dan Aykroyd. Didn't know they filtered it through Who crystals. Who are you going to call? Dan Aykroyd. That's right. <laughs> and then, like, if you see his promo videos from, like, forever ago. <laughs> it's, like, him, like, trying to be all science and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, we get water from, you know, uh, was it Greenland or something like that? Because I guess the water isn't as polluted as here because. Better for you? Yeah. Because it's filtered through the mm-hmm. mountain rocks. Or something like that, yeah, some bullshit. And um and then they do that and then uh they and then you like they filter it through diamonds because apparently Hell, I'm just that happy was sometimes when the water comes out of the tap in our apartment if it doesn't taste like lead. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Nashville water isn't too bad though. Yep. Like that, yeah. I've had worse. Yeah, if I drink if I can drink bottled water, I'll do it. Yeah. I don't have enough money to buy a Brita. <laughs> I have a Brita, but I'll, I'll let the filter go bad. And then, like, and then eventually I finally get a new one. I do filter. Mm. Just get one of those pictures, you know. Um, but what was I going to say? Yeah, so vodka is good. But, yeah, Frugal McDougal. Uh, I've never been there. It's good. It's, it's, on a, it's in Midtown. Yeah, um, I always go to a Midtown Cork Dorks. Okay. Yeah, off church. That one looks. Oh yeah, that one's across from the gay bar. Yeah. So, that's the, that's how why you go there. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I used to swing by there all the time. My cousin yeah. worked there, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my cousin, my roommate, used to work there before he uh, before he left Nashville. Nice. So yeah, I've been in there. So um, it's a party. Anyways, but anyways, there was a guy. They were like, "Hey, would you like to try some vodka?" And like, I looked like left to right, like. Sure. <laughs> it's like someone's going to watch me and like get me in trouble. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, God. The same thing comes up to me sometimes. And I'm like, 
drinking a beer. I have a cocktail in my hand. I'm like, is someone going to see this? I'm like, I'm 25. I can do this now. I'm not going to. Police officer is going to be like, can I have your ID? And I'm like, yes, this is legal. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always, I always forget that, too. One time I went to a party, they got busted um, by the cops. And so I was like, and I was I just, remember being in college once. It was yeah, after me and you were in school together. Mm-hmm. I had gone back to my hometown, and I was at a house party. And I was of legal drinking age, and I was just sitting there with a Budweiser in my hand. And then there's a knock on the door, and then all of a sudden there's a policeman in there, and all the kids are running out, and I'm... I just I know there. it's go great when you're over twenty one and like all I was the, like, just sitting there and he's like, "Can I see your ID?" I was like, "Yep, true, here you go." I was I like, "This there. is not a big deal. I can have this." When the cop busted this party I was at, they're just like, "Finish your drinks and then walk home." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> it's like no, no, like disagreement here. That's what I'm, I'm like, already right, planning yeah. on doing it. Yeah, when I was like, in college once. A cop lost my car. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Why was the cop driving um, your car? <laughs> It was St. Patrick's Day, uh, like 2015, right after I had turned 21, and I was driving my two friends home because they had blacked out drinking St. Patrick's Day because there was like $5 bottomless wells. They give you a little rubber band mm-hmm. or whatever on your arm. So they were just plastered blackout asleep. So this is like downtown Columbia? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Yeah, I can we see went that. To, the, to a piano bar there, and they were asleep in my back seat it was 2 30 in the morning and i drive through a sobriety checkpoint and i'm sober i'm driving them home and the cop sees two unconscious women in my back seat and he's like what's going on here bud you've been drinking i'm like they have he's like i can see that (laughs) i'm like all right he goes get out of your car and i'm like oh god so i get out of my car at this sobriety check and i walk to the side of the road and he starts like sobriety checking me and it's going fine and i look over and my car is gone i'm like okay maybe they just pulled it over to the side of the road on the other side away from like the dui check and then the cop calls over another officer who's a trainee on his first day and they decide they're going to use me as a sober example of how to do every sobriety check are we going to stick our finger in his ass to oh figure out what's God. going on? <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised if they had, like, gloved up with the little petroleum jelly. Whoop, whoop. But it went on for, like, two hours, this sobriety check. And at the end of the night, I did the, like, breathalyzer. And I'm like, oh, well, you're not drunk. And I'm like, no, I'm not. This is not the issue at hand. If it's two hand. hours, it would be like, I'm not drunk anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so it gets to the end of it, and the cop's like, all right. We're going to get you back to your car. You're going to take these girls home. Where's your car? I'm like, I don't know. You took it. (laughs) They lost my vehicle on the University of Missouri campus without telling anyone where they parked. Why did they take two hours? Like, I'm just saying, like, if they, if I'm over sober and a cop thinks I'm drunk and they're going to pull me over, I'm like, give me a breathalyzer test right now so I'll prove it's not, and then I'm going to (laughs) go. Yeah, if I had had any foresight or like confidence in myself to be like, am I under arrest? I need yeah. to go. But they lost my car with the passed out asleep women in the back seat. And when we found my vehicle, they left the key in the ignition with two unconscious women in it with no one watching it. Uh, I'm like, what the hell? You lost my car with my friends asleep in the back seat. So that's, that's the time a uh, police officer lost my car. So I don't drink on St. Patrick's Day anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even drink on that St. Patrick's Day. Nope. That would be so pissed. I mean, because like, I, I hate cops. <clears throat> just like, 
I don't care who I'm you are. I'm scared of them. I mean, I'm just like... I appreciate what they do, but I'm scared of them. I'm like, I'm not even breaking the law, and they give me anxiety. Well, I don't like the fact that they... It doesn't matter. Like, cops have, like, a union-type thing mm-hmm. where no matter if the cop is right or wrong, they always stick with the cop. Mm-hmm. That's where I get pissed. I'm like, no. Like, n- we don't do that. Like, in music, we don't do that. Like, like I you wish- know, like, and especially in entertainment, you know, Harvey Weinstein, like, no one's stuck by him. Nope, no one. No one's sticking by Michael Jackson after you know now. No, no like if someone in the, in Nashville pisses you off, you're just like, oh, blacklist. We don't work with them anymore. Yeah, I have a, I have a blacklist from this show. <laughs> <laughs> we have a blacklist from our show. Yeah. The other day we were, or I was doing a booking for Nashville tour stop, and these people are getting on our calendar, and they're like, "What's that big red box at the bottom of your list?" And it was like, eh, "Don't worry about it." They're like, "Oh my god, you have a blacklist?" And it's like, "Yeah." They're like, can we see who's on it? It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, it does. You know, good to know who's on this list. You get to play the show. That's right. I mean, my rule is like, if you bail too many times, I'm like, ah, eh, we're yeah. yeah. We like to keep a pretty straight arrow with who we work with. It's not hard to. St- I feel it's like super easy to be easy to work with. Yeah, it's nice, fun to hang out with. Especially, I feel like with Nashville Tour Stop, what, you just got to show up and not be an ass? Yeah, people show up to come hang out. That was actually something we love talking about, is Nashville Tour Stop was built out of the idea of, like, there's writers' rounds and shows everywhere in Nashville all hours of the day. But we wanted to create something where people could go to and feel like they're a part of it, even if they're brand new to town. Mm Mm-hmm. So Chris and I, as we say over and over again, we created the thing we wanted to exist when we moved here. Mm. It's a community for people to come and network and like get better at what they do. Because like when I moved to Nashville, I won't speak for Chris, but when I moved here, I didn't know shit. I didn't know anybody. My songs were, I'm just going to say it, they were bad. And I had no one to get plugged in with to like start vouching for me or to write songs to get better songs with. Mm-hmm. So we built Tour Stop up with the idea of like, let's give people an outlet and an inlet to get mm-hmm. plugged in in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of a situation of if you're willing to come and hang out and just be serious about what you're doing mm-hmm. and just be cool, you're always welcome. Yeah. You know? And it's, I mean, it's, it's really hard to find groups of people sometimes that you can plug into that easily. Mm-hmm. Um, we really try to encourage that with the people that hang out there. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it happen. We've seen people that show up in town. They don't know anybody. They come to Nashville Tour Stop, and within a couple of months, they're starting to co-write with people from the show. Yeah. And you start seeing the quality of their stuff get better, and they're making friends, and they're going out and playing other shows. And like they plug mm-hmm. in, and other people start pulling them into stuff, and they kind of learn the ropes a lot faster than what either of us did. So. Yep. Seen people play shows a lot more regularly and co-write a lot more regularly, and they yeah. want to go meet other people who are involved in the music industry here, right? Mm-hmm. Because they had a place to get their foot in the door, <clears throat> right? Because when I moved here, let's just say all of the doors were shut and the padlocks were bolted. Yep, yep. I had the not same a whole experience. lot. That's why we owe so much to Jan, is because Jan is a kind of a key holder. Yeah. Do you know who Jan Buckingham is? Jan Buckingham is a songwriter from the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s basically the last 50, 60 years, she's had cuts with Whitney Houston and Tim Rick, McGraw, Rick Springfield, and, okay. Pam Tillis, Lee Greenwood, Tammy Wynette, George Jones, like the gold and platinum records on her home. She doesn't even care. Her Whitney Houston gold record is sitting on the floor. She doesn't even care anymore. Yeah. But she just knows everybody. She, she knows everybody and she vouched for Chris and I right. from the beginning. So it was cool being able to 
have finally one person who did something. So we wanted to do that for all the other people who are new to town. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can't offer anywhere near as much connection wise for people as what she can. But we, what we can do is, you know, we kind of built up this community and we sort of have a place for people to come mm-hmm. play. And mm-hmm. you know, and and to be perfectly honest, like we don't necessarily just let anybody hop up on stage yeah. either. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, it's not not meant to be an insulting thing, but like we want to hear what you can do. And we're not going to put you up there unless we feel like, yeah, you're ready and you can put on a good show because we don't want people to be those songwriters that you see that jump up and they play a show. And all of a sudden it's like, I think you just did more harm than you did good for yourself because, (laughs) you know, like you're, you're just seriously, you're just not ready. And Mm -hmm. if you, if you play a really bad show before you are ready and the wrong people are in that room, that is a really hard reputation to live down. Dude, mm-hmm. it's, it's, we're nicer here than some places. You're just like sitting there, you suck. Yeah. Oh, hiss. Yeah. You know, like, I, mean, I, think I, we're, I think we're too nice here. We should I've, start being mean to each other. I've seen, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with people where they get up and they play an open mic. And I know there's some important writers in the room, like people that I know who they are, but this person has no idea who's in the room mm-hmm. and they'll play a song or two and it's bad. You know, and it's like, I mean, God bless them for trying, but it's just not good. They are not ready, mm-hmm. you know, and you can see the people around the room. No one's enjoying it. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have such an uphill battle if you ever want to be able to work with any of the people in mm-hmm. this room now, you know. And so, like, we we love for people to come hang out. We want them to plug in. We want them to meet people and work with people. But people are a lot more willing to work with you and help you get better if you're friends with them mm-hmm. rather than if they just happen to see you on stage and think, wow, that's not very good. That's why when people so, ask to play Nashville Tour Stop, we ask them – there's two, basically two ways we vet our performers. And the first and most important is we just ask them to come to a show, to meet me and Chris in person mm-hmm. and to meet the other people who mm-hmm. hang out with them. Because if they get plugged in, just by proxy, they're going to hopefully get better at what they do because they're going to care more. Right. Mm-hmm. They're going to get plugged into better writers, better performers, and just right. see how to like talk into a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is we really like to be able to see somebody play either if they want to send us like cell phone video of them sitting in their bedroom. That's perfect. You know, Mm -hmm. like show us what you can do when it's you and a guitar and no production, no fancy stuff, like just the bare bones, the raw, Mm -hmm. whatever you've got. What do you sound like? Yep. You know, or if we see you play around town, if we see him play somewhere live or or something like that. And, you know, there's there's maybe a handful of people that are an exception to these rules because of. The fact that they come with certain recommendations that we like would if Jan trust. tells us yeah, to work Jan. with someone, yeah, Jan all over, Jan all over, exactly. Right. That's all right. I'm thinking about now. I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a one day meet Jan. I'm just be like, oh, Jan, you're gonna love her. Tan all over, Jan all over, Jan all over. <laughs> Early seventies. She's awesome. Yeah, she, she won't cool. remember you. Mm-hmm. She'll she'll give you her card with her phone number and say, call me on my home phone. I'm not gonna know who you are, but leave me a message and say where we met. It's the way I did it. Yep. I would make I would make up some story about how we met though. That's my problem. Hey Jan, so we were both we were both at this one bar and it's like I thought you were pretty good looking. Hey Jan, I, I'm sorry, but I think I might have gotten you pregnant. Uh, <laughs> could you give me a call back? <laughs> oh God. She she might call back and play along. She's just that funny. Yeah. We need to take a break and listen to your new track because we've been going on a while. Then we can just keep going until uh, we pass out. So <laughs> don't touch that dial, anyone. Way back in my younger days, no, I didn't have no plan. All I did was sit around with a guitar in my hand. I lay 
one night you was talking, Lord, couldn't hear quite what you said. You looked at me and suddenly my girl was seeing red. Senses started to fail Deafness didn't stand no chance When I learned the bluesy scale A one, four, five, and a shuffle swing Seven away on top He owes me to some degree So why should I stop? Oh, hey, what you say? Oh, hey, it's on my way Come close, don't you understand? Oh, hey, what you say? Oh, hey, it's on my way So we were back on the show. So we just listened to your new song, and we talked about it a little bit before. But anything else you want to say about the new song? Um, Rock and Roll Degenerate predates the band just a little bit. Chris and I started playing together regularly uh, after he moved here at the beginning of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it shortly after he moved here, and we started playing together regularly when Nashville tour stop started. Mm-hmm. Um, we acted as a house band, mm-hmm. so we would open up the show for a. Uh, featured performer and then the featured performer would book the writer's round afterwards so it was like you have an hour feature invite your friends to come watch and then afterwards your friends the writers can play a show of themselves mm-hmm. um, so we started doing this house band thing where we do a mix of cover tunes and then our own originals but since we were playing together every week we started learning each other's material just because we had to mm-hmm. and we had our practice unofficial tour stop show that Mm -hmm. Jan played and then she came back and played our first formal tour stop and she's like do you guys have any idea what you've just done (laughs) and we're like uh what did we do and she's like you guys have got to be a duo we're like okay so um when Jan says it we take when Jan says it we do it um 
But <clears throat> Rock and Roll Degenerate, just the story of uh, my losing my hearing. Doctor is telling me growing up, it's like, if you keep playing music, you're going to go deaf mm-hmm. and you're going to make it worse faster. And you know, musicians, we don't really like to take uh, mm-hmm. instructions very well. And it's like, I'm also Jewish, so I don't like to take anything very well. <laughs> So I'm always livid about something. <clears throat> yeah, so the the degenerate half of me it leans into uh, the degenerative hearing disease that I've got in my ears. Mm-hmm. But it also comes from the fact that, like, I'm kind of the black sheep of my, like, circle growing up. It's like I have tattoos and I drink alcohol and mm-hmm. I smoked weed when I was in college. Smoked weed once. I smoked weed when <laughs> I was in college. It made me and, really like, scared. I stopped. <laughs> yeah, and I play rock and roll music in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And was, I got kicked out of church when I was a kid. So, like, there's all of these things that make me, like, quote-unquote a degenerate. So I wanted to be able to be give, like, the song. I had wanted to write a story about losing my hearing for ages, but I wanted to be able to give the song what it, like, deserved. Because mm-hmm. I had written other songs. I tried being clever and used the chords D, E, A, F sharp. And I was like, ha that's that's funny. People will get it. And it was a terrible song, and I never played it. <laughs> but um, Rock and Roll Degenerate really, it became more of what I like to do musically with my songwriting. It's a little kind of like old rock and roll. It's got mm-hmm. a little bit of the honky-tonk influence. And mm-hmm. then it, it's just mm-hmm. very much who I am as a performer. And then Chris comes in with his flashy flying guitar solos and stuff and really just made it better than it ever would have been before. Oh, well, thanks. And you play PRS most? Um, I, I mean, I play different things. I, I play a Les Paul. I play on this particular track. I played a PRS Johnny Highland model, but um, I play a Les Paul. I've got a Kiesel custom, a Kiesel custom uh, Johnny Highland model actually as mm-hmm. well. I feel like PRS is one of those like guitar models. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's like someone, if someone's like, I'm a PRS guy, it's like, oh, they're like this holier art yeah. now. It's like them and Ernie Ball are on like, they're, they're like this high level <laughs> and everyone else is like Fender, Gibson, we, Ibanez. We both actually just signed an endorsement deal mm-hmm. for custom electric guitars with a uh, master builder up in Chicago oh, nice. brand called SOG. Uh, Shades of Grey, Nick the Master Builder is creating Crystal Isle and Aaron Schull signature model guitars. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah so shout out to Nick the Master Builder. Yeah, it's going to be great. He's starting to send pictures and concepts of what he's putting together for us. So if really I'm cool. able to, to sneak peek, how, what kind of specs are you guys doing with those? Sure. sure. Yeah, so mine's a Telecaster shape. Uh, it's a okay. black limba body with a black limba neck and a rosewood fretboard. <laughs> um, it's a... Uh, Probably going to be a 22 and a half inch scale length and um, two single coils, three way switch, um, okay. tone and volume control. Um, I like a thin line neck and jumbo frets. And mm-hmm. I told him the hotter the single coil pickups are, the better because I tend to play pretty, pretty spanking hot stuff. Um, so, noise canceling or just going to let it? Uh, Let it ring. No, do you have a, probably, gate? a good gate. Yeah, I mean, I I run all my stuff through a Kemper. Okay, so I've got all of the gate and noise cancellation effects. Oh, I can okay, possibly yeah. Need, if you have a Kemper, so, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So generally speaking, I'm not too worried about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, a very uh, a very spanky um, wood grain based Telecaster mm-hmm. is what I'm after. You said rosewood neck, rosewood fretboard mm-hmm. with a black limba neck. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, so the neck and the the body will both be black limba. So. I feel like a good rosewood is amazing. Mm. A bad rosewood, ugh, yeah, like, break it. A bad rosewood neck can like. Ugh. Yeah, so mine is going to yeah. be a Les Paul shaped body. Okay, but I'm having him put the pickup selector down near the uh, 
volume and tone controls. Nice. Uh, so he's replacing one of the uh, tone controls. So I'm just going to have a single master tone, two volumes, and then a three-way pickup switch. I'm also going to ask him to put a kill switch on it because of the deaf thing. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be funny to have a kill switch on there. But it's going to be a mahogany body, or a Brazilian mahogany body with a maple top, a uh, rosewood fretboard, and a flame maple neck with medium jumbo stainless steel frets, and gold hardware. <clears throat> I cannot wait to see it. Dude, I'm like, I'm like, I've learned about like stainless steel frets, and I'm like, oh my yep. gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to have a, a zebra humbucker in the bridge and a single coil in the neck to try to get a little bit of different tonage out of it. So. Oh, nice. Did you not do any of these split coils? See what? Are you not doing split coils? No, I didn't think. Uh, <laughs> we didn't think about it. Didn't even think about it. I mean, I could, I could send him an email and be like, "Hey, can you do the split coil? Do the yeah. pop pot or whatever they are?" And yeah, because I really want to like get a like really thin PRS, mm-hmm. but it's like the ultimate. Like this guitar can do anything guitar. Yeah. So it's like split coils, like two humbuckers, but split coils, mm-hmm. and then just every other thing that can just do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but we're super psyched to get them. We'll probably have them sometime in June. Oh, that Start playing awesome. our, our shows with them. Yeah. yeah Drive up to Chicago for a little bit of road trip. smash them yeah. for, the, for the first show. <laughs> 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 <Just. That's right. laughs> Thanks for the guitar. Smash, smash. And so you're like doing an endorsement deal with the guitars, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. we're in a long-term endorsement with SOG right now. Yeah. I'm always scared about guitar endorsements because just like... I don't know what if I want to play something else on stage. But <laughs> yeah. it's like, but you do get it, and it's like, oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited about it, though. It's a big step forward for our band as being a legitimate, like, yes, entity out in the world because this now means someone else believes in us, and it's not just us kissing yeah. our own ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and the partnership with PBR, those two things have really, really helped us. I don't us know if you just up. want the sponsorship of PBR. I don't know, just stuff. My life is complete. Yep. <laughs> yep, free beer. True. What, what else do I need now? <laughs> free beer, free guitars. That's right. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, yeah, what else do you guys need? Nothing. But, yeah, DRD is getting ready to put out a new single April 21st, um, mm-hmm. Dirt Road Drag. Yep, it should be a really good one. It's going to mm-hmm. be Yeah, for all of the local of Nashville fun. listeners, too, we uh, are at Belcourt Taps on Sunday nights from 6 to midnight running Nashville Tour mm-hmm. Stop. Every week. Every week. Awesome. So, yep. one more story. I usually like to ask a drunk story. We have some time. I think I've asked Aaron one, but if you have another one, and Chris, if you have a good drunk story, since you've never been drunk, but like with other people being drunk. Oh, gosh. To be honest with you, I don't really have much of one. I uh, I don't really drink very much, and I don't generally hang around with people that I do have a new one. Much, so. Oh, you have a new one? Let's- yeah. <laughs> um, I was out drinking with some buddies, and this was actually, I mentioned this earlier on the podcast, I had had like six beers on an empty stomach. They were Ooh. IPAs. So, I was. So they were warm too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I was drinking uh, six beers, and then they bought big six-inch cigars, and I smoked the whole thing. And then I went to the bar and bought a six-pack to go. And That's, that was a really weird thing. To I do. was too drunk to drive, and I'm not. It, I'm not dumb when I'm drunk. I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. You know. And I was like, but I'm stupid all the time. <laughs> I. I was within walking distance of work, and I have a key. Ooh. So I went to work at 12.30 in the morning, slept on the couch, and then woke up for work the next morning at work. Nice. Anyone <laughs> walk in on you when you were there? Nope. That would have been awesome if you just woke up. Hey! Hey! Yep. 
that yeah. was a dedication to your that job. Was not a shining moment for me, but that was definitely your, the your, thing. Your text message to me, "What even is life?" was an indicator <laughs> that something was going wrong. I have I have two <clears throat> two texts that I send to people when I'm drunk. It is "What even is life?" and also I will just text someone their name over. And over and over again, and then I'll follow that up with my legs feel like spaghetti, and that is Quinn's essential drunk Aaron. Drunk Aaron in a nutshell. Drunk Aaron's real giggly. Yes, he is. All right. So we talked about Bel- uh, Nashville tour stop at Belcourt Taps on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yes. And where else can we find you guys? Our social medias are all at Dirt Road Degenerates. Our Twitter is Dr Degenerates. It's too long of a handle. Um, Problems, man. Yep. Our website is dirtroaddegenerates.com. All of our music streaming across platforms. Where can we find you, Chris? Uh, Well, I've got the Christopher Delisle music page, which uh, honestly is mostly just about Nashville Tour Stop and Dirt Road (laughs) Degenerates right now. But, you know, there's occasionally there's things that pop up there as well. Um, And uh, I've got uh, guitar lessons that I teach as well. Um, I'm, I'm do guitar lessons. I do songwriting lessons and I'm also getting into artist development because that's what I've done with mm-hmm. a couple of our performers actually that are regulars at national yeah. tour stop. Now, um, when they've been new to town, they've come in and they've started working with me. So that's something that I do as well. So, uh, honestly for that kind of stuff, it's just easiest to find me either on Facebook or you can even go through the dirt road degenerates website yeah. and send us an email and I can get it that way too. So awesome. So yep. we're, we're accessible through all of that stuff. And you Aaron's can find me at the Aaron Shilb across platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you want to contact us about playing Nashville Tour Stop, we're available at info at NashvilleTourStop.com. Yep. Awesome. And uh, you can also find Nashville Tour Stop's own social media pages. And the cool thing about following that is we tag all of our performers on there every week. So if you want to know like who's playing around town and who's part of the community and who's really doing this kind of stuff, we tag everybody there mm-hmm. so you can find all of them. If you just find us on social media. We have a lot of stuff happening with Nashville Tour Stop this year that we can't publicly announce yet mm-hmm. because there's – Paperwork and right, yeah, obviously. stuff. But when it happens, it'll be big. Mm-hmm. And on Pornhub, <laughs> well, we'll make sure that the links are available for the everybody. Pornhub links, that's right. But um, yeah, stay tuned for more from Dirt Road Degenerates and Nashville Tour Stop because yeah. Chris and Aaron are we're we your got, new favorite duo. We uh, yeah, we got some big stuff coming, and like Aaron said, we'll be your new favorite duo here in twenty. When I hear big stuff coming on Pornhub, <laughs> we know it's going to be good. That's right. All right, anything? <laughs> any last words you want to say before I hit the stop recording button? Nope. No. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Schwedcast. I'm Sam, and uh, you can check out more at schwedmedia.com and samschweglermusic.com. And like always, let's stay awesome.